Welcome to Pentecost. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but that was my attempt to recreate the sound of the blowing of the mighty wind, which the disciples heard in the upper room in Jerusalem on the original, for the Christians, the original day of Pentecost, when the Spirit came upon them, and they then went out in mission to the outside, and in such creating of mission, creates the church. So welcome, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Richard Lanford. I'm the red-headed preacher of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie. And the message is called Pentecost 2022, What's the Spirit's Message? Our lector is David Iannotti, and he'll be reading from Genesis 11, John 14, and uh, the Book of Acts, chapter 2, 1 through 21. This message was another difficult one to write given the context of all the gun violence that we're in and also trying to keep in mind that a lot of my messages lately have been kind of telling the church to go out and be active and do, do, do. And I wanted to give them a bit of a rest from that. So this actually is a little more of a reflective thinking about the church and the message of the church. Um, and that just wasn't, you know, it, it came hard is a good way to put it. So I'm going to ask you, as I usually do, to pause for a moment of prayer, which I will offer on the listening to and hearing of this message, that the Spirit may bless the reception as well as I prayed for the Spirit to bless the preparation. Holy Spirit, truth divine dawn upon this soul of ours, move in our midst and in our aloneness as we listen, as we hear your word again, as we hear your word applied. Bring us closer to you, deepen our faith, strengthen our hope, lift up our resolve to be your church, bringing your love and your truth to this world which seems to shrug at both a lot of times. In the name of Jesus, the word made flesh, we pray. Amen. And now, David Iannotti. Our first reading is Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone and bitmen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which mortals had built. And the Lord said, Look, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is, the only, this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there, so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore it was called Babel, 
because the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. This ends the reading from Genesis. Our New Testament reading is the same it is every Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. Jesus ascended several days ago, telling them to stay and wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. A disciple named Matthias had chosen to replace Judas Iscariot. Now, on the day of Pentecost, when Jewish, Jewish tradition held that the law of Moses was given at Sinai, on this day, the church is created. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were, all, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and the tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered, crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then to everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Will those who are able please rise for the reading of the gospel lesson. This morning it is John 14, verses 8 through 17, then verses 25 through 27. The passage starts right after Jesus told the disciples, If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on you do know him. And have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us your father. 
Show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me, because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and, in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it is neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave you, leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Here ends the reading of the Gospel lesson and the scriptures for this morning's service. May God grant us a wise and generous understanding of this, the word of the, of the God of life, for the life of the people of God. Yesterday, St. Peter's hosted a grand event, opening our doors to mission partners, other community helpers, and our neighborhood, hoping to increase communication around what resources are among us to meet needs, resources which bless others. Such blessing includes providing opportunities for those who want to help others. As inspired an event as this was, today's Festival of Pentecost, as told in the books, book of the Acts of the Apostles, is in a way the reverse of that, and this is what I mean. Whereas we asked folks to come here and learn, God's Spirit propelled the disciples out of the room where they were staying and into dialogue with strangers in the streets. God had big news, the big news, the good news, for the Spirit-anointed disciples to share with those who had not heard. Pentecost is often referred to as the birthday of the church because that's when the disciples of Jesus, in the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit, reached out to the world with the good news of God's love and might for everyone. The church began in mission, and we exist as a church as long as we are in mission to others. The mission comes with a message, or many messages, we learn from Pentecost that the message or messages the Spirit wants us to communicate has to be shared in ways or languages the listeners will comprehend. 
A month ago, on our St. Peter's 155th anniversary, I said that birthdays and anniversaries are good times to celebrate, to reflect, and evaluate, too. Is this a good time to make changes, perhaps, or to reaffirm core principles and everything else as well? In the interests of time on a communion Sunday, let's revert to the homily title. In this time and place, on the church's birthday, what is the Spirit's message we are called upon, anointed to communicate? Is it one or many or one overarching message with lots of applications? Do we have to spend time on that last question? Well, what would you say the Spirit's message is for us to tell our world in 2022? I can think of a lot of things which could be right on. I can imagine that this moment someone here is thinking, ban assault weapons, or put an end to gun violence. Another might be thinking, deal with the climate crisis now. Then there is the always relevant and biblical love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Some, if not all of the above, are applications of loving God and our neighbor as ourselves, but you know that. I would say that we cannot forget what the first and still essential message was and is, as Luke put it, God's deeds of power in Jesus of Nazareth. Peter's sermon lifts him up as fulfillment of messianic prophecy, crucified for God's plan, and raised over death by God's triumphant power. Jesus is still the message who the Spirit calls us to share. Now those listeners in Jerusalem way back when, they needed to hear how Jesus fulfilled prophecy and is God's Messiah, I suggest that this is not a winning emphasis in 2022. Lots and lots of persons have said, well, Jesus is all right. It's the church I have a problem with. And some people have been attracted to Jesus, but it was um, the church that got in the way and, or spoiled following Jesus for them, words to that effect. Well, if you and I believe that Jesus on Calvary shows us the essence of God's heart, a forgiving, pained, self-giving love for the whole freaking world, regardless of how people were going to respond to him, then that Jesus is our message, despite any churchly, let alone worldly, obstacles. The belief that because the Father was in Jesus per our gospel lesson, and that Jesus experienced agony and horrible suffering on the cross, therefore the Godhead knows suffering and has solidarity with sufferers, that's another aspect of Jesus which the world would benefit from hearing. This witness we can bring when trying to bring about changes in the world which would reduce mass shootings and gun violence and we would do that as an expression of our faith loving our neighbor and our children 
as ourselves. Last Thursday morning, I attended the monthly meeting of Cluster One clergy and members in discernment towards ordination. That's the new term for people on the track for ordination in the UCC. It used to be in care, students in care. Even if you weren't a student at seminary anymore, you were in care. Well, now it's members in discernment, or MIDs. Anyway, I attended the monthly meeting, and the program was an overview of a recent conference on the church and the future by a group called Convergence. There were several speakers for our pastor presenter, Terrell Murph, to recap for us, and that was... I couldn't take extensive notes because it was a PowerPoint again, and try taking notes on a PowerPoint that's up there, it's very difficult. So I did the best I could, and I'll share some of what was shared with us. One speaker had pointed out that some folks had experienced church as too tied to things that are written for us to read aloud in worship, such as creeds or prayers. And then it was perceived that such churches were not really open to the movement of God's free spirit. According to that speaker, the church had become kind of an obstacle then in persons developing a spiritual relationship with the divine. And that, because that was not something the, church, the churches that this person had experienced this stuff in, that the church offered or tried to nurture. And then, in response, one of our pastors talked about lay folks in his churches uh, never being comfortable praying aloud in public. If they were asked to lead a prayer, that was a, something everyone would wish they would not be asked to do in this pastor's uh, uh, perception. Evidently, he thought, because they'd never been really taught how. I remember this quote, there was a disconnect around prayer. And that was seen as another indictment of the church's failure at its message of bringing people closer to our God of love. So the Spirit speaks through the church as the church goes out from its doors, but it also speaks to the church about how we do this. To the extent there is truth in those experiences or observations, and you can let me know your thoughts, then on our Church Birthday, capital C Church, it behooves us to double-check our ministries to develop spiritual growth and relationships with God for our members, friends, and community. I would hope, then, that if St. Peter's can be a place for spiritual nourishment and relationship building with God, this would be a message to tell. The Spirit of God is here, everybody, and will walk with you in your journey to get to know God better. We are not the message. Christ is. But if we can be a conduit, if we can be an ambassador, if we can be the messenger, then let us let folks know that somehow and not be perceived as an heirloom or a stuck-in-the-mud obstacle when it comes to this arena of spiritual life. This is far from an automatic. But that does not mean that it cannot be built into the Spirit's 2022 Pentecost message. And a piece of this spirit and people thinking, which occurred to me while pondering the New Testament scriptures for the sermon, is what Joel prophesied 
and Simon Peter quoted, and we heard David read. That is, the Spirit of God can be poured out upon anyone and everyone. You heard David say the words, Peter said to the questioners, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. Peter was saying, this is what's happened right now. Job predicted it, and we got it. All flesh, regardless of age, regardless of gender, status in society, God will pour out the Spirit, God's own self in Trinitarian theology. This is inclusion theology. This is a no-favored age, sex, social status nation application. This is Pride Month. And we did vote our open and affirming covenant in 2018. And one could say that is our local affirmation of this powerful text and prophecy. The Spirit may have this message for the church, capital C, and this church to bring and to share. I'm not proclaiming a universal divine spark theology. But heaven knows there are loads of churches preaching or modeling unwelcome, placing barriers around grace and fences around the Lord's table, thereby making their celebration that of the church's supper and not the Lord's supper. So we know that it's possible the Spirit comes in power not only to bring messages of Christ through the church to others, but also to tell some things to the church. Remember, birthdays and anniversaries can be times of taking inventory and maybe changing course. At that Cluster One meeting, when the Reverend Terrell Murph debriefed us on those convergence workshops, something which more than one of the writers lifted up was the possible need to reimagine worship or reimagine parts of worship. Not only to make it maybe freer in style, but also to intentionally incorporate more of the more the gifts and presence of various kinds of art and artists. Twice someone at the conference had talked about DJs being an aspect of worship to consider for the present and future worshipers. I have no idea what that might look like. I do remember 15 years or so ago going to a workshop where we were sold, because we were told, and we were sold on how young people, and by that I mean people in their 20s, 30s, early 40s, liked liturgy and tradition in worship. And then Rachel Held Evans told mainline churches not to be someone they are not and chase the younger generations with its own music and language without authenticity. So, as always, we need the spirit of discernment as we keep our ears open for what the Spirit is saying, not just through the churches, but to we the churches also. For we are here not for ourselves, but for the Lord.
And not just for today, but also for tomorrow. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, indeed. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Redheaded Preacher Podcast. Uh, next week, it's going to be Trinity Sunday. And I often try to actually preach a bit on the Trinity. God in three persons. Blessed Trinity. Um, so, I hope to... Uh, I hope you touch base with the podcast um, next next time you have a chance. And I'm really grateful for those who tune in. And um, I just pray that this ministry continues to uplift people and sustain people. And perhaps uh, share some teaching along the way. That's my prayer. And my prayer is also that God will bless your week in these difficult and stressful and seemingly never-endingly violent times. May God uh, guide those who have policy-making power. Amen. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to the Red-Headed Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much.